0: Welcome to the Young, Healthy, and Wealthy podcast, dedicated to helping the youth of mind and body become the healthiest and wealthiest they can be. You will hear from some of the most incredible minds, whether they be entrepreneur, executive, or influencer alike. I am your host, Chase AP Henderson, and without further ado, let's start the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Young, Healthy, and Wealthy podcast. I am your host, Chase AP Henderson, and today we have, yet again, another amazing guest on the show. This is one of my actually really good buddies that I've met through one of my business coaching programs that I've been a part of. You've heard of it before in past episodes, Wake Up Wealthy, shout out to them. Uh, But this guy is incredible. He is not only a speaker himself who travels the country talking to colleges and businesses alike, but he also has his own coaching program helping speakers along the way in building their business. But he is just all around an incredible dude. You're going to love his story. You're going to love everything he gives today. Please help me welcome the stallion, Joe Johnston. Joe, what's going on, man? How are you doing?
1: I'm good, man. I had to unmute myself. I've I've earned myself a new nickname. I say it so much. So I'm good, man. Thank you for having me on. It's great to be here. And uh, I'm excited to provide some value today to, to you and your audience.
0: Dude, we are beyond excited to have you on the show, especially after doing our little Austin trip. Being able to see what that lifestyle is like for you. I can only, I I can't wait for you to to show everybody else what that's like. So
1: um,
0: I kind of give you a little bit of an intro, but go ahead and tell us, you know, who you are, what you're about, and really what you do and why you do it.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I'm Joe Johnston. I'm down here in Austin, Texas. 26 years old. Um, Lived down here in Austin for over two years, and we are actually building um, a professional speaking agency. So MRI professional speaking. Um, based on the model is super simple. You had mentioned, you know, I do some speaking myself. Um, we represent about 20 expert speakers and our job is to basically go out and find stages for our speakers, right? So we're actively talking to clients in the college association, corporate market, um, finding events that they have conferences that they have different meetings where they bring in speakers. And, you know, we just kind of act as the middle man of like, okay, cool. So you're looking for a sales speaker or a motivational speaker with a story, you know, here's who we have in our network. We pitch those speakers, we negotiate the deals, all that stuff. Um, and then we just close those deals and put our speakers up to those stages. And, um, yeah, provide value as much as possible. So again, I'm one of those speakers, right? So if it makes sense for me to sell myself, for my team to sell me, we will. Um, But yeah, that's that's kind of what I've been doing for the past three and a half, almost four years. And then on the other side of things is, you know, off of that, just like due to popular demand um, of people saying, how do you do this? Can you book me gigs? You know, how does this work? I've spoken before, but I don't know how to do more of it. Uh, We've built a coaching program, which basically walks them through, I mean, basically the, the, the inner workings of our business in terms of like how to book gigs, right? So how to, how to book consistent paid speaking engagements. Um, and it's fun, man. It's a really interesting space. A lot of people like, and I've spoken before, but they don't understand speaking as a business. Um, so it's a pretty 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 blue ocean in terms of the market, uh, which is fun, uh, a lot easier to sell, which is dope. Um, and yeah, man, I love it. I'm super passionate about it. It's about three and a half, four years obviously through COVID, um, the pandemic, which, uh, if you've ever heard of it, kind of you know shut down the event space. Um, but it's exciting, man. I was telling you before this, it's like we're really... I, I knew eventually we would get to this point where we're booking this many gigs and you know i'm on the road our speakers are on the road and we're providing value and we're getting paid and you know that's financially coming back to us and it finally is um so it's exciting you know we're on a multiple six-figure run rate for this year should be able to do a little over 200k um, and the goal in 2023 is already set on you know going to seven figures so um you know it's going to take scale it's going to take some action but i see the path to get there and uh just a reflection of like all the hard work and the impact that that we're having so
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, from, from your intro there, there's a lot there that I don't a think a lot there. of people realize that there is to unpack yeah. so much, so much. Uh, this is going to be an awesome episode. So um, kind of getting into with, you know, the speaking and everything, right. You, you mentioned it's a blue ocean because a lot of people go into this speaking and they're like, Oh, I want to be a, a public speaker and they want to go talk at colleges and talk to hundreds of people, thousands of people go to businesses and do the whole thing, have be Tony Robbins and have a whole stadium field. Right. But yeah. they don't realize that this is a business, right it's yeah. yes, it's nice to be able to provide that impact. it's amazing to feel to provide that impact It's great there's it a business element to it and you being able to tap into that blue ocean right where we're talking about helping people do that and understand that that's huge you know where where was it along the line that you saw that blue ocean it 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 opened itself to you and you're like, okay, this is the path I need to to go down
1: in terms of coaching people you're saying uh, how yeah. to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's a good question. I think I kind of are, I think when I started, I kind of knew in the back of my mind. And the reason that that was is because I started by investing in a program that teaches experts how to get paid to speak, right? So um, I remember just thinking as I was going through that program, and one of the aspects of that program was, like built scaling beyond the stage and having a coaching offer having a course and that stuff um because i mean look you can be a full-time speaker i know people who do it and that's the majority of their income but it's it's a tough lifestyle in terms of like you're on the road a lot um and it it's also kind of volatile right like you make a decent amount of revenue from speaking but it's sort of i wouldn't say it's sketchy revenue but like i told you it's like dude there's kind of a cash flow issue it's like dude gigs that we've booked that we're fulfilling on now and getting paid on now we booked four months ago right so there's pros and cons to just speaking and having your full revenue from speaking like i was telling you it's like dude I'm, i've got like 14k in accounts receivable for gigs that we already fulfilled on and because these schools are net 30 like we haven't seen that money yet so um long story short like when i went through that course and they talked about scaling beyond the stage i always had in my mind when i was starting out like dude once I have this built I'll just create a program off of this and help other people to do it um and give back in that way it really really became relevant to me though the past like two years of being down here in Austin because as you know as we've talked about um and you'll see if you move down here is like dude there's so many entrepreneurs and there's so many coaches down here that everyone I met like first of all when I was meeting a bunch of people um it was like, yo, I'm a coach or I work for myself, whatever. And when I told them what I did, if I run a speaking agency, like 90% of them would light up and be like, oh my God, that's amazing. You know, I love speaking. I should connect more, Um, you know, tell me more about what you do. Um, And and people were just super passionate about wanting to connect with me and learn more about what I did because they wanted to speak more. Um, And so I think, again, over the two years, I I saw that it was – I saw that, you know, eventually coaching people was something that I just had so many people wanting to talk to me about it. Um, It honestly kind of got annoying to a point that I was just like, you know what, man, like the market is, and you and I had tatted about it. I was like, I was trying to get this life coaching deal going for a while. And, you know, looking back on it, it wasn't super aligned, Um, but it was back in April of, of this year, so 2022, when I finally kind of like coalesced of like, okay, you know we had a big month in, in speaking april wise um in the college market but being in the college market a lot of that revenue goes away over the summer so i was like i had some time and capacity to focus on it i was like dude i'll just get the beta version going over the summer i'll get some people in the door make some cash get them results and then optimize um and so that's when i launched it, it was april 2022 again like dude, just from the outreach it's like it was it's so easy to lead gen four it's there's you target the right people, you target coaches and experts, and these people are just hungry to learn how to do this stuff. So positive responses are coming in. Um, and then, yeah, man, it's like, even now every day, it's like my, like it's helped my business so much because it gives me so much security knowing how quickly we can get clients for it and get cash in the door. It's like, because it's such a, like having an offer, you know, hermosi talks about this, having an, having an offer to a starving market is, Dude, you'll always eat you know what i mean so yeah. um yeah man i i guess i realized you know to answer your question um I, I realized when i moved down here to austin and then you know more so as this program has grown and evolved it's like i, I see how relevant and needed it is um
0: and so yeah yeah that's how it's been that's awesome i, mean, I, I didn't even like put two and two together on that there are literally It seems like hundreds, if not thousands, of coaches in the Austin area. It's so many, dude. I remember going. I remember going to that Manana uh, coffee shop on Labor Day Monday, and it's filled with people on their laptops working and coaching. And I'm just, it was, it blew my mind. I'm like, I, being in Fort Myers, I don't see that. So it was was definitely way, way different. So I could see how you have that starving market there, and it's ready and I, I found it funny you found it annoying how uh, how positive <laughs> the response is
1: yeah well i found it more annoying because people were people were coming to me looking for representation and not understanding that like that's not how this business works it's like dude and i see now from an agency perspective it's like i only represent people that i know and that i want to get gigs for and that i'd be excited getting gigs for that also have an expertise and could get paid Or, you know, like at this point, like an Inky Johnson, right? Or like a Brody who can Uh command a 10, 15, 20K fee because it's like, it's like, dude, these fucking nobodies would come up to me and say, oh, represent me. I'm so good. I have this expertise. It's like, okay, but I'm not going to be able to book you. Like, you've never spoken before. You have no credentials or expertise. Like, I don't need you, <laughs> um, it, and I tell everyone it's like, dude, I don't have a shortage of people who want to be speakers. There's a fucking million of that. If I have a shortage of anything, it's of gigs to book. Our current speakers do, right? So I don't need more speakers, and that's what I tried to convey to those people. And what would piss me off is they were trying to get out of doing the work, and so now with the pro- program and the offer. Like, I just tell them what I do. And it's like, if you're serious about this and you actually want to do it, cool. Put your money where your mouth is, right? And like, start putting in the work and the time and you can get there. I'll give you the path to six figures. It's business as mechanical as you and I know. Um, But it's been cool to kind of weed out those people who say this is their life's mission and what they were meant to do. And then when it comes time to actually investing in a program that could help them do that, you know, either take that leap or find out that they're not that serious about it. Um, So yeah, that's more when I got mad at. Dude, now the people that we work with in our program, the people that show up and do the work, I love working with them, and they're awesome. Um, and I'm pretty more selective now of who we're going to work with. You know, the ticket, that the, the, the offer is a little higher. Um, and so, you know, some people aren't in the space to really want to go all in on this, and it's not as serious about the priority as they thought it would. Um, I really only want to work with people who are serious about this, willing to put in the time and the effort, because it is time and effort and work. Um but attracting and working with those people is amazing, you know, because they put in the work, they start to get gigs and there's a direct financial return to that as well as impact and, and all that stuff. So it's been good, man. It's been really good.
0: That's awesome. Dude. I, love, I love hearing the wins. Um, and then to that point, you know, a lot of people, they say they want to speak, they want to do this, they want to follow this path. And we had mentioned before, mm-hmm. you had mentioned before, it's a very volatile uh, career path. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. and you also mentioned, too, that a lot of people aren't willing to do the work and i think that's very intriguing because i feel like that's in every industry a lot of people think they want to do something and then they find out how much work it takes to do that thing and they go oh it's a good test of yeah. like um what was i heard from somebody uh, it was i think it was like a pastor or something saying like it's it's god saying like are you sure or it's it was julian it's julian saying from the universe are you sure yeah. Are yeah, you you sure? said you
1: wanted this and then here are all these tests. Do you actually want what it's sure? going to come with? Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. So when it comes to uh, the work, right? Um, I know you've got your coaching. We don't want to delve into too much of what you do, but kind of giving us a basic lay of the land of what is that like? What is that work? What is it that could really um, keep someone from actually getting into this full-time 100%? Yeah,
1: um, that's a good question, dude. I mean, one is like you're to get your marketing material together, right? So you get a going to be able to position yourself in a way that's going to make sense to the audiences that you want to be speaking to and how you can solve problems and pain points that they might struggle with, right? That's pretty... Basic one-on-one-on-one business, right there, right. um But I'd say that the biggest work is just, and you and I know this, being in the coaching space, is early on. It's just do this, just being consistent with lead gen and sales and, and reaching out to people and qualifying, disqualifying on the front end, um, picking up the phone, sending emails, following, hitting people up on LinkedIn. You know the boring, monotonous stuff that we don't want to do and that sucks and that's a big time waste and it's kind of a low-level task, but. Brings massive returns in your business. You know, it's like, dude, we've taken this thing to over six figures just over the years of cold calling. Like, that's it. Like, that's how we've procured all of our leads to this point. And now we're branching out and doing more email and that stuff. But it's like, dude, it's pretty basic. If you hit the phones every single day or if you hit email every day or LinkedIn to the right people, right, in the right markets that you want to speak to and you have the marketing material together, like, you're going to get there. Um, then again, like, dude, this is the clients in our program that win and succeed are the ones that make it non-negotiable <laughs> to reach out to people every day. Right. Like it's, it's not rocket science. Um, but yeah, I'd say, I say it's that man, I'd say it's consistency. And then, um, just kind of align, aligning your actions with your intentions, right. Because everyone has big goals, big intentions when they come into the program and how much they want to make. And then again, yeah, they see the work and, they just don't want to do it. Right. And they realize, Oh, my goals aren't that important to me here. And maybe I'm not as serious about this as I thought I would, uh, which is fine. You know, it's understandable. Uh, but it's like, save your, save yourself that time on the front end and don't even invest. Right. Um, Cause that's, that's annoying to me as well is people who say they're super serious. Even they put a money and payment in, and then you see them on two calls and you can't get in touch with them. It's like, man, I'm here to help you. Like, what can I do? Right. So, um, yeah, man, in terms of the work, man, it's, it's pretty basic. I think a lot of people get misconstrued and they think they have to have a great speech or they they ask me, hey, can you help me prepare my speech and all that stuff? But let's not get it twisted. Like, you, you have to be good on stage, right? If you're going to command fees and really grow and, and stay in this business. Um, while also simultaneously, and where we teach a lot of our clients, is you have to do the work to actually get the gig. You could have the best speech in the world, you could be the next Tony Robbins, but if you don't know how to get the gig, then it's not going to matter right so in that that work of getting the gig is is outreach follow-up setting sales goals moving the deal along closing the deal rinse and repeat and then eventually scale and hire someone to help you do that um but yeah man that's that's kind of the process in terms of the work again not rocket science by any means um but just a lot of outreach a lot of follow-up and a lot of um yeah
0: a lot super of, basic it's it's, yeah, so it's wild staying consistent yeah it's it's the simplest things to, that you have to do that end up being, like, the hardest things, right, yes. for people, it's It's doing the basic, the boring, being bored pretty much on a daily basis. Totally. On a daily basis. So, like, but being willing totally. to stay in that bored mentality, that bored setting of – I got to message this person. I got to message this person. This person said yes. Are they sure? No. Okay. Got to message this person. They said yes. Are they sure? No. Okay. This one, no. This one, no. And then eventually you get a yes and a yes and a yes and a yes and a yes. But it takes time. It is boring. I remember doing the, uh, in the fitness space, doing DMs, like 50 to hundred DMs every single day, just constantly getting no's, constantly getting no's. And it's boring. And it's, um, it can be, what's the word? Uh, discouraging analysis. hearing the yeah, news a be lot from that legend. Yeah. But you just yeah. have to keep pushing forward on the boring shit and it works. Like yeah. it's a testament to you. Like you say, you were doing cold calls every single day. Now you've gotten to a point where people are starting to come to you. You're reaching out to different channels. Like it's getting to yeah. be where you're more selective. But you yeah. can't get to that point unless you do the boring stuff that you're talking about. That's that's massive. And I think that applies to a lot of industries
1: as well. Totally. Yeah, and you also can't appreciate not doing that stuff until you've done it. You know what I mean? It's like, I got to a point with cold calling where, and I talked to GIF about this when I was getting ready to hire someone. It's like, I got to the point where I was just so sick of it. It was like, dude, I've been doing this every day for three years. And he was like, yeah, man, like, take the risk and hire someone. You know what I mean? And it's like, now, I mean, now I can also respect my cold caller and what she does and what she has to go through to, to get us leads and how important that is. Um, while simultaneously also like enjoy the fact that I don't have to do it anymore and that I get the honor to just hop on sales calls that she sets for me. Right. And eventually there are get to a point where it's like, she's taking sales calls all the time and you fire yourself out of that. Um, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's part of the game, right? It's like if someone had just handed me where I'm at now and I didn't have to do all that stuff to get it going, it wouldn't make it as sweet when you get the gig, right. When you close the gig, when you, you know, one of your speakers has a gig and all that stuff. It's like, it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of blood, and, blood sweat and tears to get there, um, which makes it worth it when you are there and when you can fire yourself from those roles.
0: That I, mean, I was beautifully put is, you know, you're pretty much boring yourself to a point where, okay, now I need to hire out. And then once you hire yeah. out, it feels so good because now not so only good. do you not have to do that anymore, but it's taken care of. And you understand what that's like. You understand yeah. what that person's going through. You're able, you're better able to help them too. Especially so, when you're building and growing a team, you understand what they're going through. You're able to coach totally. them and push them to the, where they're supposed to be, to where it it all works effortlessly.
1: Yeah, and, and then you're buying your time back, right? And this is, yeah. you know, Brody and, and Jay talk about this, and you get leverage, right? Well, now I have four hours a day where I can focus on other revenue-generating activities that I wasn't able to focus on before because I was just focused on this one, right? And ideally, like, dude, my cold caller is like, better than me on some level like she's more aggressive she's more fearless on the phone like for sure you know what i mean and so ideally if you can get someone who's you know solidly good at what you do it's a 75 percent of who you are and how you've optimized that process um but then you're in a place where the investment makes sense all day because you get your time back and that machine is still running and bringing you leads well you can then go and that's how you scale right i mean it's again not rocky science business is mechanical so absolutely
0: yeah that's perfect (laughs) absolutely and i I want to point something out there too going back to the hard work four hours of your time back every day too long as i I hear you say you cold call every day i don't think they realize you're cold calling four hours a day
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's what it means yeah man it's a lot i can't believe i did it (laughs) but (laughs) worth it man and and you know granted a lot of those hours too were like 45 minutes at lunchtime when I had a full-time job right or like an hour after work right so it's squeezing it in where you squeeze it in um and you know I have respect for our clients who are just starting out and they're doing a lot of that stuff now um and I I try to help them to automate and and, and delegate that as quickly as possible while also reinforcing to them like dude this shit works and so I get it I get that it sucks I get that you don't want to do it but it works and there will be a time where you hire out for it. It'll feel great, but do it. It works. This is how we built it. This is how, you know, I listen to countless podcasts on the speaking industry and it's like, dude, this is it. This is how you get the gigs. You know what I mean? So um, knowing that it works. And then when you start to see the return for that, I think makes it easier to do it. Right. Um, It sucks early on when you're doing it. You're not necessarily seeing a return or you haven't closed your first deal or whatever it is, but once you close one it's like oh we can do this and this actually just recently happened to us we're moving into some new markets um and we just closed like our first deal in a new market and it really like opened my eyes to what's possible in that space and i'm like oh shit, let's go double down on this now um because this is possible we can do this and like this is this is like it really opens your mind to like, okay, cool. We got one. Now it's not a matter of like getting that first one. It's like, we got one, well, we can go get more. So let's scale it out and go get more.
0: Go get that money.
1: <laughs> always,
0: always, man. So um, kind of taking a bit of a shift. Now we're talking about the process of getting, getting the speaking gig going, the speaking career going, how you've been able to do it, how you replicate it for your clients. Let's go all the way to the beginning. Right when you decided you're going to start speaking, you want to be a speaker, you want to live this lifestyle, what prompted that?
1: Yeah, dude, I think it was two things. Um, I think it was definitely the vision of what that would look like and listening to Bill Burr and Joe Rogan and their podcasts and hearing them on the road and doing comedy, albeit right, different from speaking. But seeing that that was possible from a speaking perspective and, and that life certainly interested me and excited me. Um, and so I was working towards that, but I think also maybe more importantly was what I was like running away from, um, which was like the nine to five life. And, you know, I was working with Oracle at the time and just like definitely didn't see myself there long-term. So yeah, man, having that full-time job that I didn't enjoy and that was, painful on some level i think it was motivation and kind of fire to run away from that right and and put in that time in the in the in the hours of lunchtime and after work and that stuff um so yeah man i think it was twofold again i think early on in our journeys like we're, we're motivated a lot by fear right um and you know i think you and i would chat about this right when i was living at my old apartment and just getting the stuff going is like dude, that scarcity's there, right? And I got to go work on a Saturday, Sunday to make sure that I can make some money to, you know, not have to pull for my savings again, right? Um, so that's always there, right? At the beginning, and you're kind of running away from that. But also, it's it's shifted now to, um, which is an interesting shift to make it shifted now to what you're working towards, right? It's like, dude i don't have to worry about rent at this point i don't have to worry about you know putting money away like we're doing pretty consistent good numbers it's like now i'm starting to work towards okay how do we get to seven figures right and so which is exciting it's an exciting shift uh, kind of from like scarcity to abundance but um yeah to answer your question man it was it was twofold right the the life excited me of, of being on the road and speaking getting paid for it and then also doing that alongside friends which which i do now as well with the agency um And and seeing Bill Burr and them and wanted to kind of model that from a speaking perspective and also enjoying speaking, right? And enjoying having a voice, being on stage. And then also maybe more so a motivator as well was, um, again, seeing the life that I didn't want and knowing that, hey, I want to be here in three to five years. I do want to be here in the speaking thing. Um, But the corporate stuff, I didn't want to be there. So it was like running away from that while running towards what I thought was going to be a more prosperous and exciting future and career.
0: Yeah, that's, that's huge. And I, I think that's a huge uh, point to, to point out is that fear, right? Mm. Using fear as a motivator instead of mm. as an obstacle, right? Because yeah. I, I would I would argue that most people see fear as a warning sign saying, oh, you shouldn't go this way, or sure. oh, this is a bad idea, or, oh, this isn't going to work out rather sure. than seeing fear as, in your case, the compass, right? That fear of, you know, I didn't want to be here, but I I'm, I'm afraid of being here. So that compass is going to put me to the opposite direction to get me away from that fear. Right. Or I could just use that fear as an obstacle. Oh, I'm I'm afraid to be here, but I'm afraid to go do this. So I'll just stay here. Uh, You use that fear as a compass instead. So I think that's a huge um, realization in using that, using that fear to propel you towards a different direction, as opposed to staying where you are just scared.
1: Yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, Pain is a motivator, you know, and, and also I think tactically mapping out your future of like, dude, you, you posted it yesterday, the Jordan Peterson coach quote, right? It's like, of course you should be, yeah, you should be afraid of taking risks, but you should be far more afraid of not doing anything and not only being where you're at in the same position um to like, but like sorry i just got a message and it fucking distracted me <laughs> hey when that happens dude slack just pops up um and i read it and then, yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> my, my brain just cognitively went somewhere else um <laughs> yeah the quote the quote was remind me of the quote again it's like of course you should be afraid of taking risks but you should be more afraid of staying where you are because also if you stay where you are and you're in pain now well, dude that pain is just going to compound 5x 10x you know what i mean in a year three years five years so um yeah man i think it was uh Yeah, I think it also reached a point where the desire within me was like, I have to take the leap on this. I have to pursue this. Like, I was just feeling that calling, quote unquote, of if I don't, if I don't pursue this, if I don't go hard, like, I'm going to regret it later, right? And and, and also knowing, I think I was always able to... um, from kind of a discipline perspective know that like dude if you do this work now if you make these calls now even though it kind of sucks like you are going to set yourself up for in a beautiful position in three to five years and I'm there you know what I mean and like kind of like reaping the fruits of those rewards um which is exciting but dude I think that's really important is tactically like mapping out and thinking about your future and where you're going and like envisioning that of what you'd like that to look like and if you look down that based on your present position if you look into the future and you don't like what you see like trying to pivot now as much as possible so that you do like what you see you know what i mean it's like if i was mapping out my future three and a half years ago and i was working at oracle i was like dude i don't want to be here i don't want to be here in three and a half years i know that now if i look at my future and what i'm doing now my lifestyle and Where it's going and just scaling this out on all levels, relationships, friends, business, financially. It's like, dude, yeah, 100%. This is, I'm on the right path, right? And now it's just about scaling and doing more of what I'm already doing. Um, And I think being able to do that's like a, it's an important characteristic and trait.
0: That's huge. Yeah. Being able not only to know what your next step is, but also knowing what you would like for your next five steps to be, what the angle is, having that in mind so you can start to picture the gps of how to get there your next
1: five moves patrick by david i just read that book bro you you oh, inspired me i ordered it it's, uh, <laughs> so you did? that's a good read yeah it's a good read he's that's a beast right. man really good read
0: pick that one up then yeah you got, it in, you got it in your kindle. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> you got it in your kindle alongside the other 20 books you, you haven't read yeah true <laughs> right <laughs> it's, it's, it's great
0: though. it's bad i'm just i'm addicted i read every day but i'm yeah. more addicted to buying the books than reading
1: <laughs> yeah there is a different feel of like actually having a live book i i struggle too with like audio or kindle books as well yeah but it's a good one i'd recommend it
0: sick i'm, I'm everybody listening go read that book too uh your next five moves by patrick Ben david yep. um so getting into, you know, you realize you had to make this jump, you had, you know, the fear of staying the same, and you had this calling on your heart to leap forward. Something that usually keeps people from answering that calling, despite how strong it may be, is what other people around them will say, right? Yeah. Especially if you're working a nine to five, and they might not see the, the, the prospect of make, you know, making your own money on your own time or, yeah. you know, maybe family kind of seeing, Stepping like, if they're not the used norm, to it. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, yeah. Um, what was that like? Like, did you announce it to people? Did you tell people about it? Or was it more so you kind of did it on your own till so it got to a point where you felt comfortable enough to share it because you had seen some success? What was that like?
1: Yeah, that's a good question, dude. I mean, I think kind of paradoxically, I've always had, like, there's a self-esteem thing there. of Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do shit that I want to do because I want to feel good because on some level I'm worthy of having things that I want. So I think that was instilled for me at a subconscious level early on from my parents, right? Because as you and I both know, a lot of the reasons why people don't execute or, you know go for what they want which is execution is because they don't feel worthy of it right they don't have the self-esteem and it's an inner thing so i think i always had that early on from my parents which was instilled with me of like dude you can do whatever you want and also you're worthy of having a life that you desire um so i think that was big right in terms of going after things um i kind of announced it like people knew i was doing it because i was posting about it i was speaking at toastmasters and posting about it i do think especially coming from where i come from I had the vision and knew where it could go and what it could be more so than anyone else, which I think is huge. Um, again, like I know, like my dad was like, yeah, it's cool that you're doing this, but where can this actually go? Um, and that fueled me for sure in terms of like, okay, watch me. Cause I know where it can go. And so, yeah, that was like the biggest thing. If I look back is I always, knew and part of how i knew was because i was in that program right i was taking that course i was taking that program and this dude's big pitch and he has a big speaker training program like we're building Is like i am a normal dude and i've booked multiple seven figures in speaking revenue. you can do it too right if you're good if you know how to do this you follow this path that's the thing that i preach all that's like dude look you guys can do this like do the work and you can do this you can make it happen so that was big and then i also networked with other speakers um, And being like, hey, you know, how do you do this? And asking them and then being like, yeah, man, you can do this 100%. And, you know, just follow the path. So that was big. I always saw where it was going. It wasn't like a total pipe dream. Um, But I think those around me definitely, and not everyone, right? Like one of my best friends still to this day who actually helps me get the job at Oracle was always like, dude, 100%. He always supported it. He was always like, man, that was good speech today. And like, keep going. He's like, he was always of the nature too of like, man, just have a long-term perspective on this. He's like, you might not be able to quit your job for another five years and that you have to be fine with that. And I was like, yeah, man, you're right. I, I was like, I disagree, but you're right. And I appreciate that. And so he's 100%, dude, always been there, always supportive. few people back home as well who, who were supportive of that. Um, but yeah, I think more of them were, they just didn't understand. It still don't even understand how I exactly make my money or where this is. Um, but for me, it was always just like, dude, it's my life, not theirs. Right. And so full responsibility, full ownership of whatever happens and the struggle and the grind is like, dude, I'm going to, I'm going to choose this path, like I need to know that this is going to come with it and that's fine. Um, and so yeah, it was you know it's definitely present. I think that's gonna be present along anyone's journey as they if they're gonna go outside the normal path as people are, are gonna kind of give them a side eye and be like, what are you doing? Um, but you gotta block that out, man and you just have to know and you have to have that belief and that delusional self-belief and you know, I think at this point now it's like, I mean dude, I'm a year or two away of shattering all of my friends back home salaries, you know what I mean So it's like <laughs> on some level, hey, yeah, it took me three or five years. I was kind of behind for a little bit, but in a year or two, like I'll be ahead and probably will be for the rest of our lives. (laughs) So, and not that, you know, things are measured by that. Right. But I think it is kind of a, a testament to, it doesn't matter what people think, right. Externally, as long as, you know, I actually had a friend of mine when I was running my podcast said that it's like, dude, it's not about what other people think. It's about what you know. Right. And I always knew that I wasn't going to rest until this got built and that was the goal and you know it was either gonna get built or I was going to die first and so if you have that mentality like you know bro you see it in your dad right <laughs> you have it see it bro. so um yeah man it's 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 the it's the it's the belief early on it's seeing the vision early on and then it's backing that up with massive action right because if anything knowing those voices were there and those people thought it it was like okay but you also don't understand where i'm at and where i'm at is you're saying that but i'm fucking here saturday at the library working for four hours on this right so i mean that's like dude at the end of the day it's like that's the x factor like dude if you're just gonna go hard and grind like you can fucking make shit happen um but yeah when i got down to austin shit shifted big time like even when i was in austin i was still working a job and i originally moved here two years ago but the people i met down here were all like <laughs> like back home i used to tell the story it's like back home if i were to tell people i was gonna quit my job they're like oh my god what are you gonna do you're gonna quit my job and down here people would be like dude you haven't quit your job already <laughs> you know what i mean so it was a stark contrast and that was one of the big reasons i moved here and it's been it's been game changer as you saw when you visited
0: oh it's it's if, if, if... Anybody listening? If you have not been to a place like Austin, like big city, you know Austin, Tampa, New York, LA, something like that, it's a different vibe. Like, I mean, completely, I get it. You know, you say energy, you, were, you can it. feel it. It's wild, and like you is. get a lot of that. Where it's like, oh yeah, I I haven't quit my job. Like I quit my job. It's was like, oh, it took you this long. Like, but yeah, like like, Dude, are that's you are awesome. like
1: company. Oh, I remember when I did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great, man. And for people who live like lives like we do, it's big to be around that.
0: Oh, it's, it's in, like proximity really is power. And you don't really truly understand that until you experience it. Cause once you do experience it, like going to hang out in Austin with you and Logan and the crew, just like working on like a Tuesday yeah. morning at 9am, 8am, it is wildly different than like sitting down and grinding yourself. Cause you just, it's this energy of, um, Like not only are you driven and working towards a goal, but you're surrounded by that as well. And it's not like it doesn't add to you, it multiplies you. And it's a wild, wild feeling experience to to be able to. So if you're lucky enough to live somewhere where you have that, use that as much as you can. And if you don't live somewhere where you have access to that, go visit or move somewhere where you can't have access to that because that is massive.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. One hundred percent, dude. Yeah, that's. It's been one of the biggest game changers in my life is, is being around people like that. And dude, being around people who like, like all my friends are ahead of me. You know, if I really think about, I have some friends who are at my level or you know maybe a little lower, but I don't really want to be around people who are not ahead of me at this point. And you know, that's Brody. That's the Brotherhood. That's shedding the ego. But it's like, man, that's how you grow. You know what I mean? I mean, Logan's been in the game two and a half, three years longer than me. And so naturally he's ahead of me and doing 10x the revenue that I'm doing or 5x or whatever it is. But it's like, good to get me around Logan because I'm going to grow being around him, you know? And, and, and in other aspects of life too, like dating or whatever, it's like be around people who are as good, if not better than you, and on the same mindset of wanting to get better and grow right because that's the biggest thing too is yeah. that yeah. dude i don't yeah. know if i'll ever not be two or three steps behind logan right and like i'm fine with that because <laughs> he's just gonna pave the path for me hey bro i know you struggled with this two years ago what have you found in your two years of wisdom to oh sweet you just catapulted my growth like dude, in my coaching business like um, logan has catapulted I'm my growth because he's been there as like a friend and coach for me and mentor and it's like dude, I'm getting a fucking cheap code. Like I'm literally, and I've acted like that way as friends as well who are looking at their speaking business where I'm like, hey, hit me up anytime free of charge because um, they're my homies. But it's like, dude, that's why we hire coaches. Um, and you can drastically increase and quantum leap your success by getting around people who are ahead of you in a sense.
0: That's huge. And yeah, I love that you pointed that out there's a lot of um maybe a lot of people who hear the idea of hiring somebody hiring a coach it's like oh well you know we've entered an age now where everything's online you can learn everything all by yourself and you can figure it out for free yes you absolutely can however just because the information is there that does not mean the puzzle has been put together right all the pieces are out there but if you don't know where the pieces go it becomes a lot harder to be actually, to be able to see the the end result of that puzzle. Hiring a coach, they go, yeah, actually that piece goes there. This piece goes there. This piece goes there. So yes, you are the one that's building the puzzle. You're putting it together, but someone else is the guiding hand helping you do that, put it together way faster than you ever would have before. So, you know, cost aside of like the upfront cost of hiring a coach, you have to look at the long-term value of where is this upfront cost going to get me? Where is it going to take me? What, What ultimate result am I going to achieve from doing this, from investing up front? And that's, I feel like a lot of people might miss that when they are trying to find a coach or hire a coach.
1: Yeah, 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 man. 100% it's like you're paying for speed and Logan says this all the time. It's like an objection. It's like, look, money always comes back, time doesn't. And so could you go out here and figure out how to do this and build this thing on your own? Like, yeah, probably, but probably going to spend an extra two to three years doing so and I could expedite that two to three years and by expediting that two to three years that means you get paid quicker you get paid more quicker right so you're getting your investment back right and like let's not get it twisted it's like all of those investments are investments like you're i mean dude we've talked about this i have a couple grand in overhead for my business every month that could be going to my 401k that could be going to my savings but it's like dude, it's an investment in my business. And guess what? It pays me, right? By hiring those people, investing that. Every time I make a hire, I'm making sure I have the numbers on the return. And I don't, my finances aren't super dialed yet. They're getting more dialed. But it's like, dude, as my business expenses have been, so is my monthly revenue. Like by a lot, you know what I mean? So it's like, when I was at, let's say 500 in overhead, I was making, you know, let's say five grand a month. Great. But or two grand a month, great. Well, when I doubled that to get to a thousand, I didn't double my revenue. I went to six, so I three Xed it, right? And then let's say, okay, now I'm at a thousand. Let's say I doubled that to get to two. Well, I didn't go from from two and overhead to to twelve and double that. I went to twenty, right? So you're you're. I mean, even if you did double it, you're still getting the investment back, right? But it's like understanding what to invest in in your business and that it is an investment that is going to pay you back is huge because. I mean, dude, there's a point where I realized a couple months ago, like, the only way to grow and scale is to invest. Like, there's no way around it. Like, you have to just put more money in tactically to grow and scale your business. It's it. It's the price of admission. Um, and it's a beautiful thing because you have control over that, but it's the only way to, to get there. And it's exciting, man. It's just a puzzle. It's just a game. It's And you start to see money as just that. It's like, money's just a tool and it's just this arbitrary thing because when you start putting it in it's like you think about spending a hundred bucks on yourself on dinner and all that stuff and it's like yeah. whoa you might get contraction and scarcity like that's an odd to spend on myself but it reaches a point in business where it's like oh i'm paying a hundred dollars for a linkedin sales navigator every month whatever like it's just a tool that's all it is so it helps you look at money in a different way
0: it's a it's, it's an input investment and output cool yeah input output investment it's a multiplier that's really what it, it is. is money multiplies yeah it's you know whether it's in a negative way or a positive because so many people see money as a negative thing they Uh have that that scarce mentality around it or they see it as something that promotes evil no it just promotes whatever it was put towards Uh, it's like attention and energy right you can only focus on what you place your attention on likewise something's only going to grow in your business if you throw money at it that's money and attention and time and effort blood sweat and tears that's what's going to grow So money really is just like you said, it's a tool. It just multiplies wherever you throw it. Tactically, obviously, but you know.
1: Yeah, tactically is the big thing, right? Because there's things that I've invested in that were more nice to haves at the time that it was like, "Eh, it's not really bringing me a return, right? Um, And so that's the big thing is like, you have to understand tactically where to put that money. Um, But when you do, it's a great investment and you're buying your time back and getting more financial return from doing it so it's a beautiful thing man. it really is and the game starts to become easier dude you just it's it's a numbers game like i see it very much so now as a numbers game because we know if we make a certain amount of calls if we send a certain amount of emails if we send a certain amount of dms we're going to close a certain amount of deals right so cool how do i tactically invest to pay someone to scale that up where what i'm paying is less than what i'm getting back right so where i can pay a thousand to get 10 grand back well sweet let's now pay 3000. So I can get 30 grand back. Right. It's just an investment in the numbers game. And that's why knowing your numbers is, uh, is so critically important too, which I'm getting better at.
0: Yeah. I, I'll admit that's, that's been a, a weakness of mine is the numbers part. Um, everything else is fun and it's exciting and maybe hard, but like the numbers for me have always been the most part. So for you, everyone listening, Know your,
1: know your numbers. Know your data. Know your numbers and look at your data because data doesn't lie. And be objective yeah. about it.
0: Absolutely, I love that data. Data does not lie. Absolutely, yeah. dude. This is. I mean, this has already been so much value, man. But I gotta know. I really have to know. We we have this. We 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 talk about this a lot. We have this lifestyle. We do these things. What is it like on a day-to-day basis? Like, not just. Um, mechanically, like what am I doing every day? But what does it feel like? What is is the experience, right? Because people might hear this and they go, oh, you know, I want to be a speaker or just, you know, they want to own a business and they realize it's going to take a lot of work. But what does that experience feel like yeah. to actually do the work and actually put in put it in day in day out get okay. results and not the results do. What does that feel like What what is the ex- the human experience to it
1: Yeah, and I do have five minutes. I apologize. I, I think I had said originally that I'm capped, but I had a call that got switched, so I, I only have five minutes here to finish up. But um, and maybe this is a good ending point, um, dude. I think on some level it is. You know, this might be a little far-fetched we'll go with that anyways though i think it's i think it's kind of like that self-actualization piece man of and, and there's a lot of factors that go into this right but, but but having a dream and something that you're chasing and that you're uh that you're working towards that you know you want and you're not sure if you will get um and then uh and then going up making it happen is I the, mean, I'm getting a little emotional talk, talking about it, man. It's it's uh, it's it's one of the it's one of the most beautiful things in the world, you know. It's one of the best feelings ever, and it goes back to what we're talking about. Is I'm slowly, you know, moving away from what it felt like early on and the struggle and the grind and you know what it took to get here. But at the same time, again, all of that had to happen because it, it just wouldn't taste as sweet as it does now you know of like and I am making a full time income for myself and I'm starting to make real good money doing it um, but there was a point for a year two years where I was making nothing and then you know I, mean, I was just looking back even last year I was making like a couple grand a month and barely getting by and you know you got to be careful of where you're spending money and going out to eat and you know every dollar matters um, to get to the point now where it full time. And I mean, dude, like we've talked about and I have some cash coming in where it's like, uh, I'm yeah, not really yeah, going to have actually. to worry about money and starting yeah, to act in know, surplus with know, what we're making. And, before, and I mean, good. gosh, that's only been over a year yeah. where we've grown like 600%. Yeah. It's like, well, what if we grow another 600%, yeah. you know? And so um then you're really living in surplus, but yeah, to answer your question, man, like it's, it's still hard. There's still days where it's a grind and all that stuff, but I mean, dude, I'm getting to the point where I'm firing just myself out of positions in my company where I get to hop on a podcast with one of my good friends for an hour. And and that is valuable and we'll move the content. We'll get out of this as a good business. It's a good way to spend my time in business, right? So, you know, you fire yourself out of the stuff you don't want to do and you start to do only the things that you want to do. Um, and then the days get better and they, they get more fulfilling and they get more enjoyable. Um, and so... Yeah, man, it feels great (laughs) to answer your question. It feels amazing. And I think if you have a dream and, you know, you work towards it and it's what you want, and then you start to make it a reality, it's like the pinnacle of it. It kind of feels like, you know, this is how life is actually supposed to feel you know what I mean from a professional perspective because we so much of us look at work as um, just means yeah. to the end it's something that has to get done and it's not supposed to be fun and enjoyable and fulfilling is you start to realize and see through the matrix when you do do stuff that you love and you see that you can make money off of it it's like oh yo this is accessible to everyone particularly in today's day and age and this is how it's supposed to be like everyone should get to experience this this because I mean, I'm happier, which makes me a better member of society. You know, my business helps people and contributes a lot to society. And so it's like, if we can all do that, the world would be a much better place, right? And we can all navigate, take those risks. Um, But yeah, man, to answer your question, it feels great. A lot of fulfillment. A lot of like, I feel self-actualized in the sense of like, hey, I'm super aligned and you know, even if I didn't have to work, I'd probably be doing very similar work to what I'm doing now. Um, but I do have to work and I'm still making money off of it. So that's huge. And yeah, it, it feels awesome. It feels great, man. Pinnacle of human experience. One of the top ones.
0: Pinnacle of human experience. I love that. Now I know you got to go. Usually I have a couple more, like the last two questions on the show that I do. However, what you just talked about, like almost made, was making me emotional. So I think that's a great way to end the show. Uh, Dude,
1: plus, I'm down. I can push my meeting like five minutes if you want to do the last two questions. Are you sure? Yeah, let me let me just send this message, but hit me with the questions. I'll send this lady a message and tell her I'm going to be five minutes late. Cool. Hey, I, work right. for, I work for myself, man. <laughs> <laughs> schedule, right? you know what I, mean? I mean, that's the beauty of it.
0: <laughs> Love it. Awesome. So yeah, so we'll do rapid fire really quick. So the first question is, um, you know, having this hour-long conversation, we covered a lot of topics. However, was there any question or topic you were expecting me to ask you or go over for this interview that we did not?
1: Uh, no, no nothing, nothing,
0: nothing that I can think of. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, nothing. Sweet. All right, cool. I'm glad we were able to cover everything for you then. Awesome. So then the last question then is I want you to take a second to imagine that. You are the host of the Young, Healthy, and Wealthy podcast. Congrats, Joe Johnston. You are now the host. Okay. And your guest for today is Joe Johnston. You are interviewing ready? yourself. What is the question that you would ask yourself? <laughs>
1: That's a good question. Uh, I think the thing that came to my mind is a Lewis House question, and it's um, – like what is missing right now, right? Like, in your life, right? So that's what this house Is anything missing? Is there anything that, you know, you don't have that you currently desire? Um, and so, you know, asking okay, myself that question. That I don't think there's much, but I guess there's a, a few things from a lifestyle okay. perspective that are coming. Uh, um, and so one is, like, a relationships standpoint, right? So some relationships that I am working towards mm-hmm. and seeking that aren't fully manifesting it but that are coming and then the other piece is you know we've talked to and alluded to this is full financial freedom to a degree and off of that comes the ability to travel and so that's the lifestyle piece that i know is like coming and we're actually was just talking with some buddies today and you know we're probably planning like i mean i've traveled before but like my first kind of full trip utilized purchased you know, that's not business related, um, purchase through self produced business produced income. Um, at the end of this year with my buddies and, you know, over Europe or Central or South America. And I think that's the next piece, um, in terms of the lifestyle, right? Because I travel a lot for business, but I've always sought a lifestyle to be able to, hey Logan, want to go to Tulum this weekend and not have to worry about that financially. Um, and that's coming. And I think in, in twenty twenty three that will that will be a big focus and that'll be added in i don't think i know so yeah that's that's the only piece in the relationships piece but again all of that is coming and i see that coming along and you know i'm three six twelve months away from all of that um but other than that man like nothing's nothing's really missing and those are just add-on things as well that are kind of nice to have
0: <laughs> right i love that question what's missing i might have to steal that question uh, it's as good well. One. so that's good awesome it's
1: a lewis house question he doesn't ask it on all the podcasts but he uh <laughs> he answers it on he has got a decent amount and it's it's a good one
0: i like it a lot i'm definitely taking it uh thanks uh, lewis house i appreciate it uh <laughs> awesome duel joe thank you so much for coming on the show today if anybody wants to reach out to you, whether that be to book you for a speaking gig, or maybe one of your clients for a speaking gig, or they want to learn how to be a speaker themselves and pursue this career path, how can they reach out to you?
1: Yeah, man. So I just put it on Instagram. Or I just put it in the chat. So it's at thejojohnstin.com. So um, I ran through that fast, but I'm sure you can throw it in the, in the show notes. Yeah. That's on IG. I'm pretty, pretty active on there. Um, could you just hit me up and you know, say what you want to chat about and see if it makes sense to hop on a call. I'll send you one of my 20 calendar links, and if <laughs> that's relevant, and we'll hop on a call. So, um, yeah, bro, appreciate you. I love what you're doing, and um, uh, grateful for our friendship. and Hopefully, see you down here in Austin full time soon.
0: It could happen, man. It could happen. It could happen. Anything <laughs> could happen.
1: Anything, happen. the pros
0: and cons. Yeah, they got the pros and cons list, bro. I'm that's still it. adding to it.
1: <laughs> that's it, baby. And I awesome. ponder and wander
0: ponder dude i love the pondering the wandering man That's that's, that's a cheat code but thank you so much for coming on the show today everybody thank you for being here and listening to this episode of the young healthy wealthy podcast and until next time stay healthy get wealthy thank you for listening to today's episode of the young healthy and wealthy podcast be sure to subscribe on all platforms whether that be apple Podcasts, spotify youtube or wherever you are enjoying this podcast from If you know someone who could benefit from the message you heard today, please do not be a stranger. Send it to them. You never know how much it could impact someone's life. I am your host, Chase AP Henderson. And until next time, stay healthy, get wealthy.